0: The path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. It's a very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Colonel lust. and things like Working that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic. Powerful yeah. ritual.
1: and <laughs>
2: <common spell. laughs> She's actually sitting in the closet. The role of the witch is to make change. Three young friends realized they were witches. They scattered to different parts of the world.
1: Welcome back to a very special episode of That Witch Life podcast. We're doing things a little bit differently today. I am joined by my fellow co hosts, Courtney and Hillary. Hey. Hello. And also our very special guest, Philip Reese. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Long time <laughs> today, no speak to. Um- that's right. We uh, a couple months ago were on his pa- uh, his podcast, uh, History's What If podcast, and we had a great time. And the intent was that we were going to talk about the Salem witch trials, and we ended up talking about what it's like to be a witch in America today. And so we wanted a do over. Yeah, we took over Phillips podcast. That's right. Took away
2: the thing. And I just I've been i listened to Phillips podcast, and it's so fascinating because. Um, I'm obsessed with the idea of the alternative universe. Yes. And so the Phillips podcast is all about that. Like, what if history had turned
1: left instead of right? What if this had happened instead of that? Where would we be now? One of my favorite episodes was what if Martin Luther King hadn't been assassinated?
3: That was yeah. a that fun was, one. That, that was a fun one.
1: I'm very into, yeah. I, I'm very into I think we all kind of like to get lost in the idea of what if. Yeah you know, something happened. And and the fact that you kind of use very uh, momentous moments in time, I think it make it just that much more interesting. And it's the theories
2: that these alternative universes actually exist. Like there is a universe in which Clinton won instead of Trump. And for some reason, and then there is a universe in which I was born into an extremely wealthy family and have never had to work. (laughs) And there is a universe in which all of my books have been New York Times number one bestsellers, and I'm richer than J.K. Rowling, and I don't know why that bitch got that universe, and yeah. I
0: got this one. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I definitely chose the wrong best friend. I'm just saying.
3: No, don't say that.
1: Um, oh, that's, she's
2: actually very nice to me when no one else is around. We true. put a microphone in front of her, and it's just, it's just, this shit's going on. The good down.
0: stuff comes she out. Doesn't, she can't possibly let people know. That she is actually nice in real life, so she's got to keep the facade up. It's all a lie. We are
2: still finding chocolate wrappers from from last last episode. (laughs) The last episode
1: where Hillary and I were just devouring an entire box of chocolates. (laughs) True, (laughs) chocolate's good times. It was good. So, um, so the the discussion topic today is going to be: uh, What if the the women accused in the Salem witch in the Salem witch trials were actually witches, right? So oh, that is right. our topic, and uh, I just want to introduce you really quick. Um, our special guest is Philip Reese, or the Doctor, is a former American theoretical f- physicist. His work has included advanced quantum computing operations, research on control of quantum systems and quantum information processing. While he has received some praise, the scientific community has overwhelmingly shunned him because of his unique theories on time and space, paired with his march to his own drum personality. This consequently led to his self-imposed exile. A few years later, his studies in unconventional creativity led him to the groundbreaking quantum computer application called the Parallel Universe Generator, or PUG. With PUG, the doctor is able to explore the what-if during historical events with a weekly podcast called History's What-If. So welcome to our crazy podcast.
0: (laughs)
3: I'm so afraid right now, you know that? (laughs) I'm on the high seat. I'm usually the host, so I'm in more control right now. I feel so vulnerable.
1: (laughs) That's how we like to make men feel, by the way. So you're you're not
0: alone. (laughs) He's like, shit, I got to (laughs) go. He's like, yeah, this was a big mistake. Huge. So
3: So unfortunately, Pug couldn't make it today. Pug is still calculating some more alternative timelines for the next episode so unfortunately Pug is too busy but i do have some bullet points so there you go
0: nice all right we appreciate that
1: okay should uh well we're gonna have so i think we're gonna start with um courtney giving kind of a synopsis for i can't imagine i don't know i always think that everyone must already know this stuff but then there are people who haven't you really just wanted to keep me
2: stuff. keep me busy. That's the true. Fastest thing to keep me busy give is you to busy give me, work. Give me research because yes. I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole and be gone for days, which is probably what you intended. It's true. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a,
3: a, I think it's a great idea if we start off with some type of foundation because you are right. Maybe a few people out there they do not know what happened in this current right. timeline.
1: Absolutely. So why don't you kind of give us a brief uh, kind of a synopsis of what we're talking about?
2: Yeah. So um, we're going to go back um, quite a bit into medieval Europe to start. Um, So we we've heard a lot about these, quote unquote, burning times in the witchcraft community and which was believed. I've heard a lot of numbers. Uh, There's a song out there that talks about nine million witches were killed in as a pagan genocide in uh, Europe, and that is an extreme exaggeration, if not an outright lie. But the truth is that a lot of people did die because they were accused of witchcraft. So, um, it, witch hysteria in Europe began around the 1400s, um, in which there was a belief that witches were gathering at nocturnal meetings called the Sabbaths, at which they danced naked, indulged in orgies, parodied the Catholic Mass, killed, and ate babies. With the exception of the last part, I'm totally
1: in. I was gonna uh-huh. say, I'm pretty sure that what we decided <laughs> later to do actually came from what they originally accused people of doing. Well, they're like, Well, dancing naked in the moonlight sounds pretty cool. So yeah. maybe we should we should
0: start doing that. I mean, my baby eating days are over, so <laughs> right. <laughs> when well, your stove broke, I you gave, were- when my stove broke, I just gave <laughs> up on eating babies. I so have a fine. Popeyes down the street. I have no need for
1: babies. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy Queen and Popeyes, yeah. Now. So yeah. But um, it was also
2: said that the devil was part of this party. Um, if there was a crop failure, illness, or of people or of livestock, it was believed that witches were to blame. Um, people who were accused of witchcraft were um, hung, burned at the stake, or drowned, mostly hung. Um, we talk about the burning times, but that was actually a um, less common um, uh, a method next. of, accusi- yeah. of, of the accusation of execution. Most accused witches under torture um, confessed to converting with the devil and to committing the aforementioned acts. Um, The witch hunts spiked between the years 1500 and 1660 when up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. About 80% of these accused witches were women, but obviously not all of them were women. Uh, Germany had the highest execution rate. Surprise, surprise. Ireland had the lowest. Um, an important note: This was something I found fascinating. Uh, these witch hunts began less than a century after the bubonic, or sometimes called the Black Plague, wiped out one third of the population of Europe. Wow! I don't think we really have a concept of what this disease did. I mean, we're talking whole
1: villages would oh, die. Yeah. Oh yeah, no one, no one in this day and age can yeah fathom that type of of atrocities. And it's, it's because worse people-
3: than the coronavirus. Okay.
1: Far right <laughs> the road of hundreds, There's some interesting people the, weren't stuck on cruise ships then being fed <laughs> candy free beer and cheeseburgers.
3: No, they the weren't.
1: <laughs> While they wait. They were like, they're like, oh yeah. All they, different.
3: <laughs> I mean, they still have the internet on those ships, so it's not too bad. You just gotta stay in your room.
2: They still have Netflix, they're fine. Oh god. Yeah. Well, the part of this was because these people were absolutely filthy. Um yeah. and because it was believed that cleaning yourself was considered evil and so people really wouldn't bathe, and so they were covered with fleas, which were what conducts this virus. Um, and so under- without also understanding the nature of the disease, which you could be fine in the morning, and then by evening your lungs would liquefy and you would be coughing them up, which is the reason why we say bless you now when someone sneezes, because of the sneeze of the plague. might have believed that this is the beginning of the plague, and so and that this Disease was believed to be an punishment inflicted on humanity for heresy, which may have installed both a deep fear of disease and a deep fear against going against the supposed will of God. So naturally, misogyny had a huge part of this, as it was a de- these witch hunts um, were often a desire to control women's sexual and reproductive capabilities. Um, one of the main accusations against witches was that they were sexually pro- um, promiscuous, which was considered to be an aberration of the sight of God and would attract a new plague. Midwives were also um, those who could provide birth control. Abortifacients, yeah. Um, and may have been especially targeted because of a desire to repopulate the continent after the death, um, after all the deaths. So others who were killed at part of this were likely people with mental illness, um, dementia, or they were foreigners coming in, all these things. Different practices. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Practice a different
1: religion, had too much money. Everyone in town was pissed. You name a reason they would love to accuse someone.
0: I think a lot of the time, anyone that goes, it was like an excuse to take anyone that went against your reality or against the grain of what society found to be quote unquote normal and go, well, you're different. So you must be a problem. And either you conform or you go right, you know, right. It was very
1: much geared towards outsiders. Yeah. Anyone who's considered a quote unquote outsider.
2: Yeah. And that, and, so a lot of this comes from fear and ignorance. Yes. Right. And um, shocking.
3: (laughs) Some things never change.
2: Some things do not change. Do not. (laughs) Um, But this was really not a pagan genocide. This was not a, um, an attempt to annihilate indigenous European practices. Most of the people that were accused in of witchcraft and hung for it were actually practicing Christians. Um, This period is sometimes Confused with the Inquisition, which was a targeted attack on what who people they believe were heretics. Um, mostly, this hap- the Inquisition happened in Spain, and the strong focus was on people who were Jewish or Muslim. So, yes, were there some indigenous pagan practitioners that were were uh, killed as a result? Absolutely, but the main targets were it was uh, anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. So, again, things have not changed all that much. Um, <laughs> Many fewer cases of the plague, but the plague actually still exists. It does. Yeah. One or two cases a a year, but it's actually very easily treated with antibiotics. So now we're going to switch over to the Salem Witch Trials. Um, In the spring of 1692 in Salem Village, Massachusetts, which is now Danvers, Massachusetts, it's actually a neighboring town to Salem Town, which is now the Salem we know today. So the actual Salem witch trials happened just outside of Salem, Salem. not actually in Salem. Um, But many of them were executed in what is now Salem, which is why we, we consider it that. And what happened was a group of young girls claimed they were possessed by the devil and accused several local women of witchcraft. A special court session was convened in Salem to hear the cases. The first woman convicted of witchcraft was Bridget Bishop, who was hung. 18 others would soon be hung over that wild summer. Um, 150 other men, women, and children were accused, but were not, um, were, uh, were not uh, executed for it.
1: Bridget Bishop actually was not the first accused. She was the first killed. Oh, okay. okay. Clarify. Thank she you. was not the first accused. She was the first to be Thank killed. You very much. Yes. And she was hung. And as she, she didn't fall correctly. And so it didn't break her neck like it's supposed to. So she actually choked to death because when she fell, they kind of want you to fall straight. And it's, I understand torture. Let's just step (laughs) back a little bit. I understand how these things are supposed to work. Is that why you're always on your phone? That's why my my husband is so good to me. Just he knows I know (laughs) these things. So you're supposed to fall straight and it snaps your neck. But she, when she fell, it kind of swung. And so instead you
3: just, it was just horrible. Really it was just tough. awful.
1: Great.
2: Anyway, that
3: kind of scares me that you're an expert on hanging because I had no clue about that.
2: Oh, she's an expert on torture is what torture.
1: she
0: said. <laughs> <laughs> all broader, of, much broader. All forms of torture. It's how you keep a happy one. marriage. That's yeah. my, <laughs> that's my marital advice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the newlyweds out there are like, oh, make sure oh, your oh, husband wait. understands that you are fully, fully knowledgeable of all methods of torture. <laughs>
2: All right. So by that summer, the hysteria had begun to abate and public opinion had turned against the trials. So for a little more backstory, um, there are some very interesting parallels to the witch trials of medieval Europe. So these the the people of this area were living in a very these, these colonists were living in a very harsh puritanical culture. They had just come off a war between Britain and France in the colonies and a smallpox epidemic, and they were living um, a f- with fear of attack from the local indigenous community, who were understandably angry about their land being colonized by uptight Pur- um, Puritans. So, also, Salem Village, the present day Danvers, was in a long standing rivalry with Salem Town, the present day Salem which is very funny because now Salem is getting all the credit and mystique for this era. So is it just, is it a ha 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 or is it a crap? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lovely twisted irony there. Um, So, and um, also paying attention to the fact that um, medieval Europe had already figured out that witch trials were foolish, but it took puritanical colonies a little bit longer to catch up with this information.
1: It's like, let's repeat the mistakes of medieval Europe because we're Puritans. Well, that's the whole reason. (laughs) I mean, that's why pilgrims left England in the first place was because they were so uptight that they're like, you people are way too liberal. We're getting the F out of here. And they decided to form their own colonies. So they were already like four steps behind everything. So a little history lesson, kids. If you wonder why in England, they're so much more progressive than we are. It's because... The shitheads left and came here to form their own country. Well, and It's taken us a while to... Uh, they, yeah, they did to, vote for Brexit. So to catch they a did car.
3: vote for Brexit.
1: Know, they did like, backslide. <laughs> they <laughs> did do a backslide. <laughs> they got
0: better health care, but... More more steal their own country than form. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true.
1: Yes.
2: So anyway... Um, In January of 1692, Elizabeth, Betty, Paris, and Abigail Williams, the niece and daughter of Samuel Paris, began to exhibit strange symptoms, which included violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts of screaming, and a local doctor just diagnosed them as being bewitched. Then other young girls in the community began having some. uh, similar symptoms it's important to note there is a fungus called ergot which is found in wheat rye in many cereals mm-hmm. which is thought to cause delusions vomiting and muscle spasms and so it may have been these girls were eating moldy bread and not actually having um attack by
1: spirit forms an important side note i think to this is the first girls that started the shenanigans were the daughters and niece of the hellfire preacher in town. So oh, they weren't yeah. just any children. Their, their father and uncle were the ones telling everyone, you have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, the You're fire. burning straight to hell. Fire, brimstone, brimstone fire, brimstone. Yeah. So these were incredibly traumatized. I mean, you can just imagine the life that these poor girls were growing up in and this was in the middle of a very cold hard winter it was january in in new england and pre 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 global warming pre pre global warming exactly yes and um the they have talked about ergot before and i've i've kind of researched that and they say that the fact that it was so sporadic makes it unlikely that it was caused by the rye bread it's okay. it's most likely the fact that these children were essentially mentally abused and the fact that their fits always happened in very convenient locations—for example, when they were in the courtroom and when they were around people who were questioning them about, uh-huh. about their fits—and they didn't happen that often around other people or when they were alone. So, um, so this made it's really to me it it really was hysteria.
3: So was, I, I concur with you. I, I think it was just the two kids being kids. They were nine and eleven. Yeah, and I think they were just being normal. Young girls at the time. But because it was so unacceptable during this time period, they were labeled a witch. Right. And or so practicing witchcraft.
2: So the basic theory is that it wasn't spirits and it likely wasn't moldy bread. It was likely the symptoms of being raised. By Puritans, first of all, but by the most uptight, terrifying, conservative Puritans out there.
0: The most psychos of this, like the largest psychos of the psychos.
1: And we can point out that that blood runs through my veins.
0: (laughs) Not surprising.
2: You are your ancestor's
1: punishment. That's what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. So... In late February, arrest warrants were issued for Tituba, a Caribbean woman enslaved by the Paris family, as well as a homeless beggar named Sarah Good and an elderly woman named Sarah Osborne. So basically the three most vulnerable people in the community are the first ones accused of witchcraft. Also shocking. Yeah. (laughs) So the three women were brought before the magistrate while their accusers appeared in the courtroom, continuing to have their spasming fits from being Puritans and raised by these awful people. So Good and Osborne denied their guilt while to while being beaten by Samuel Paris confessed to having worked with the devil. And she also said many other witches were in
1: league with her against the Puritans. Yeah, she had named Sarah Osgood and oh, she did. She's yeah. the one she named them because essentially the, the, the part of what just adds to the hysteria is the people whose lives were spared were the people who would out other people. And so what they wanted was confessions. And so they would do whatever they could to get you to confess. And And if you would confess and and start naming people, then you would be spared as like, oh, you were the quote unquote victim. And they just that's how they just started racking up names. Yeah,
3: my research showed the same thing where if you confessed to being a witch, your life was spared. But if you kept on denying it, that's when you would die.
0: It's I like your life was squared, but then you were treated like garbage forever. You know it's exactly. Like, then yeah, yeah. exactly. Not, it's not yeah. like you're going to be welcomed back in with open arms. Yeah. God, this is some fucked up shit. Oh, <laughs> it just
1: is.
3: is. <laughs> no shit.
2: <laughs> oh God, I laughed because they
3: were actually I- killing people because they thought they were doing something different. That's exactly. what it really comes down to. Hundred
2: uh,
1: uh, percent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fear and ignorance. Again, again, the the Puritans had not figured out what the medieval Europeans had already figured out. So as hysteria spread throughout the community and into the rest of Massachusetts, a number of others were accused, including Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse, who were considered to be upstanding members of the church, as well as a four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good. So this was also a homeless child. Yep. God, Jesus. Many others confessed to witchcraft, likely also to protect themselves, just as as Kanani said, confessed and named others, and the trial soon overwhelmed the justice system. In May of 1692, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered the establishment of a special court to hear and judge these cases. And then as Connie said, not the first one accused, but the first one convicted was Bridget Bishop in June, who was hanged 8 days later on what is now known as Gallows Hill in Salem Town, so that's probably why we associate these trials with Salem, Salem yeah. When it actually happened in pres- when they began in present-day Danvers. Five more people were hung in July, five in August and eight more in September. Seven other accused witches died while in jail. While the elderly Giles Corey, Martha Martha's husband, was pressed to death, yeah, more 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 More, weight, more stones stones! was pressed. Yeah, if you watch the Winona Ryder movie on this um, of uh, the Crucible, he's like more stones. He pressed- refused
1: to confess. Yes, yeah. refused to, um, and so
2: it, uh, and so he was pressed to death by stones because he's like, I'm not ruining my name. I've lived long enough. Screw you guys.
1: Well, the other thing was that when people would confess, that they would take everything that you had, and so your family oh. would be left with nothing. Oh. And he did not want his his family to be left with nothing, and so he so he took death instead of confessing and allowing them to take, you know, everything that he had worked so
0: hard for. Jesus. And I think too, it's like outside of just taking the things it's like generational shaming, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like your family would like, well, okay, later on we'll do better. It's like everything that you could establish your family with and generations of shame. Yes. Yes. Know? Like
2: when Vigo Morganson at the end of the crucible is like, it is my name. And yeah. then yes. he
1: goes
0: to, goes to the gallows. Well, and it talks
1: about how some people, this is part of the other thing that makes it just all really just fucked up and gross is it talks about some people died in prison. Well, the reason some people died in prison was one, not only are they heinous, heinous, horrible conditions is that you had to, even though you were in prison, you had to pay for your food and shelter and hay to lie on. So if you had no money for food, you you were going to starve in jail. So even though you're in jail, you had to pay to get what you needed. And if you did not have the means to do that, you literally brought it and died in jail. That's
3: insane.
0: I think the other factor to remember too, is that people that were practicing Christians or practicing their, their religious beliefs to say that they were practicing something that was considered evil is to, is to, is to like throw their faith in the, in the, into the, into the garbage. Right. right. Which in, in their belief system would, could also mean that they are going to hell. like yeah. to say like, Oh, I do practice the devil. They're basically admitting in front of God Lying, but admitting in front of God that they worshipped the devil or you know conspired with the devil to do those things. So when your belief system is that if you go against God, you go to hell, you're also condemning yourself to hell. You're condemning right. your family and your soul by admitting. So that's why I think for some the sake people, of trying, to for the sake of trying to survive, yeah, they're like if I say no, I die, but at least I go to heaven. Right. Right.
3: You're damned if you do, don't damned if you don't.
0: Yeah. That's what it really came down to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So
2: um, the respect, this is where the names are just are killing me here. The respected minister Cotton Mather. Cotton Mathers. Cotton Mather, yeah. Had warned that the testimony of dreams and visions were not sufficient evidence in a court of law, but he was ignored. His father increased mothers, Who did they have like too many kids? And so they're like, oh, well, what do we call this one? This is an increase in children. Like, what is this? That wasn't funny. It was a good
1: cry, though. I it was funnier in my head. It might have been. It It was was (laughs) kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Okay, when you have to add that two minutes later, it wasn't funny. I mean, (laughs) you're just a better friend. It's okay. Keep going.
2: (laughs) Whatever. He was then president of Harvard College. He urged that standards for witchcraft must meet the standards of any other crime that is providing actual evidence, concluding that it's better that quote 10 suspected witches escape than one innocent person be put to death end quote. So amid waning support for the trials, Governor Phipps dissolved the witch hunt court in early next year. He pardoned all those still held on <clears throat> um, witchcraft accusations with the exception of Tituba because racism.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, January 1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the Salem witch trials, declaring, declaring them unlawful, later restoring the names of the condemned, and providing <coughs> financial restitution until about, about 15 years later. Now, of course, this did not have any effect on Tituba, who remained in jail for um, until April 1693, a full year after she had been accused and um, six months after everybody else had already been pardoned and released, Ugh. she stayed in jail because Samuel Paris, who had enslaved her and then beaten a confession out of her, refused to pay her jail fees. She was eventually purchased by an unknown person and then left jail but remained enslaved for the rest of her life. In an interview um, later in her years, she said that she only confessed to witchcraft because Samuel Paris had been beating her. Shocking.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to... I mean, there's a, at some point you're like... I'm going to break. I mean, that's what this type of torture is. I can't,
1: I can't remember. Part of what kept this going for so long, in my opinion, is um, one of the things that was also happening is, like I said, if you admitted it, everything you had was confiscated. And the sheriff of this town actually during this time made a lot of money and was taking a lot uh, of things personally that, that other people weren't necessarily paying attention to. So there's a lot of people who profited from, taking things from all of these people who were accused and um, so it's to their benefit it was to their benefit so they kind of let it happen. plus he was making money by having people in jail because I think yeah. some of that was being pocketed by him as well and I cannot remember the name and it's bugging me right now but what actually stopped it was there was someone who was accused who was the the daughter or the wife of a high-profile person who went to the governor and was like enough. Now this is in my family. This isn't funny anymore. And the governor put pretty much put the kibosh on it. But what it took was someone high profile, someone they cared about being accused, to get the governor involved. And then they just... I mean, because it was ridiculous. So he just, you know... Well, do we know what happened it. to the two girls that started these accusations? Nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, so nothing, happened nothing. There was no punishment. Suddenly they were better. They lived normal natural lives post all their accusations. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was part of what's interesting and it happened faster in Europe than it did in the States. um, Really what stopped the witch hunts and things of this nature was when people started making government secular, Mm -hmm. which happened in England far sooner than it happened over here and science <laughs> hashtag science hashtag science <laughs> so people started realizing oh well just because i can't explain it doesn't mean there isn't an explanation Ta-da! yeah and they started looking to science so that really is what evolved away from so the age happens. of reason when it finally showed up in, the, yes. in
2: north america uh, at least among the colonists <laughs> Um. <laughs> yes, but that's so. That's the background. Yeah, Re- reason was probably already in North America far before the colonists came, but they were quite slow to catch up.
1: Yes, yeah.
3: But the fear state there because this story reminds me of the 1940s, 1950s McCarthyism, when yes. it comes yes. to communism. It's the yeah. same story. He had yeah. one person pointing the finger at others because they were doing something different, and they yeah. just raised fear and it raised his profile as well too. I'm sure yeah. he made a ton of money off of it.
2: Yes, and that's that was Arthur Miller's inspiration for writing The Crucible, yeah. which is based on the Salem witch trials, and is a it was a very good movie at least back in the day. There might be another. Have
1: you seen that one? Well, what? I've seen it. I don't know that I've seen it recently, but I there did. Might be I another do, one for you to review yeah. again. <laughs> I did like it when I saw it. I would be super. I'm gonna be super pissed though if I watch it again and I don't like it. I'd be like,
2: well, the acting Sam. is at least you've got Winona Ryder. And, I feel like
1: it
0: was pretty good.
2: I liked yeah.
0: it. I mean, I didn't think there was. I don't because it's not uh because it's a period movie anyway, it's not it wasn't, you know, it's not like kitschy to True. the 80s or the 90s. True. It's not the crow where it's like kind of that that 90s. Canalia is never gonna forgive us for never, being never gonna watch gonna, that movie. Being I love people. the crow, but I mean that's just because of nostalgia. <sighs> it's terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's not it's like when you watch something this bad, but it's like Something that reminds you of a good time in your childhood, it's much less offensive. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. I don't get to well, have it. But I
3: you. think one of you just saw the crow, right? If I, I do, remember. it was
0: terrible. So, like, don't
1: watch it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but I did it. It was you. after the
3: fact, though. It was like 20 years after the fact. I
1: know. Yeah. I didn't watch it when it was like relevant. Oh, relevant. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's definitely not relevant anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> But, um, so I guess, so now that we've kind of gone over what it was and what happened, which I feel we gave a really good synopsis of, of what happened. Um, do you want to throw out a.
3: Well, I'm going to pose the question to you three. Okay. Because you are the experts. You are the sme's on the subject. If back in February, 1692, if Titaboo was truly a witch along with Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne. And it was more or less just a religious belief that they were practicing. And they really did come out to say, yes, we are witches. This is what we believe in. What would happen? And let's say there were about 50 more people in this village that also had the same beliefs. What would happen during this time period in 1692?
0: I think, well, I have two thoughts off the bat. I think if there were enough people as far enough percentage of the population of people that that had the same belief system or that were practicing, I think you could have assumed that there would have been some sort of uprising or or, you know, fight against uh, any sort of attacks towards them. Because when you only have a small amount of people compared to the rest of it, I mean, what are you going to do? You all three, three of you are going to fight hundreds of people like that's not going to work. I think if it was just those three and they truly were and they and and they admitted to it, I don't think that anything different would have happened. Because we know that when people admit to practicing things outside of acceptable religion historically, when they've done that, they've been persecuted
2: I think it would have lasted longer. Yes. Um, I, I think that it would not have been dismissed as hysteria. I think it probably, um, well one or two, it would have lasted longer. And I feel that it, it may have provided the opportunity to, I think at a certain point reason would have stepped in and said, this is, this is religious persecution and we can't, we can't
1: mm-hmm.
2: do that. Um, and so it might have opened the door for, um, but they persecuted other people for yeah, differing religious beliefs all the
0: time. Because I think in that time period, I think per- religious persecution was common regardless. Right, right, right. I mean, P- you know, the Puritans thought indigenous people and their religious practices were crazy. And outside of stealing their land, they also thought that they were evil because of their practices.
1: So I have, a, I have, a, I have an interesting theory. So I agree with Hillary in that if there were three people, I think they just would have been killed. Right. Yeah. Right? They so would have killed you can you you can fancifully say oh well they would have you know tried to use spells or try to use you know you know energy to get people you can't turn an you know an entire town with three people now if you had say 15 right okay. or more or 50. or 50 let's say but even if you have so like you have a group if you have 15 people practicing it it means that they all know that each other practices it which also probably means that their families know that they practice it. So now you're starting to develop kind of a, a community cushion yeah. of people who will protect you yes, and how you will protect each other and where you might be able to fight back on accusation, even if you are lying, even if you don't admit it and you say, you know, oh no, I'm not doing anything, you know, oh, I just, you know, I'm just good at helping people get better. You know, I'm that's my gift from God, you know, or something like plants. that. Yeah. yeah. I think that then you are provided with some sort of a cushion because I feel like if you have that, the more numbers as you have, the more people know, the more accepted it is, whether it's just, even if it's not necessarily quote unquote accepted, it's just kind of people knowingly turned a blind eye and are okay with it. But I feel like then you have kind of a cushion in which case I feel like it, it ultimately would have become a more, had that actually been their belief, it would have become a much more common belief a lot faster and it would have grown in, in its religious nature.
0: I also think part of the factor there that would have mattered or made a difference is the prominence of the families that were involved. So yes. when, if you're looking at mm-hmm. that, if the group of people, if there was 20, 30, 40, uh, non-prominent families or poor people. Uh, you know, I think no, the one, prominent, no one gives a shit like yeah. we I mean, that's just the reality. I think if there were prominent families that were involved, I think I mean, the thing is, is prominent families were able to change the face of many things, many rules, many belief systems, many political systems to their advantage because of the power they held in both stature and wealth. So I think it would also depend on that. I agree with Kanani that if you know, while I do believe obviously in manifestation and creating magic and affecting change, you know, as we know, and as we see play out now and many times through history, I don't know that you might be able to have some effect, but you can't stop hordes of people coming to kill you, you know, just on a dime like that. Yeah. You can curse
2: them for generations, but you may not live to see it. Yes, correct. (laughs) I, I wonder though, with the exception of Tichuba, because she was not living there by choice. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the other, if there, if others were witches that were like practicing a faith of witchcraft, I don't think they would have lived among the Puritans. They might have had a separate community. Agreed. So it might have been Agreed. starting to point fingers at that community over there. And it would have had um, different sort of, probably much more violent. And probably much more begun a system of, of,
1: well, another system of oppression built out of there. Well, because, and, and I agree with you, because as we were talking, that's kind of what I started thinking about was the reality is I don't believe that it could have existed in those kinds of numbers in that kind of a social climate, right? Not because exactly, because it just wasn't okay. And so I don't think that you were going to be able to get people to evolve to that nature where there could have been a dozen or 15 people practicing, even if it was only open in their own homes without it becoming a thing. So I agree with you, Courtney, that if that were to have actually manifested itself, that they would have actually left and kind of, you know, with their husbands, with their children, maybe, and and formed their own community purely for safety, knowing that they weren't going to have safety in, in the way that these communities
3: were. That's what I was thinking, where, yes, at the very beginning, they did live in the same community, but it was almost a front where they yeah. did not want to get exposed. But once they did get exposed and other communities started to hear about them. Yes, they started to move out west or up north towards Canada or west towards Pennsylvania and Michigan and Ohio to get away from them. Which I mean, I causes d- a whole other story because then you have the Native Americans who still had much of the territory back then.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we saw that in, in the colonies in general. People that either decided they didn't agree with what was happening or they, I mean, many people at some point, we like this, we have, we want to do this differently, or we want to go to a different area because of, because they didn't agree with the way things were going. There was lots of offshoots of the original colonies that happened. That's how it continued to spread. You know? Um, I mean, that's part of the way, obviously part of it was, was like pl- a plan of, uh, of the original colonists.
1: And part of why they would be so unsafe is the concept of witchcraft in and of itself is that the, because it is predominantly (coughs) lifted as female is that women Mm -hmm. have power, which is Mm -hmm. a thousand percent unacceptable at this period of time. And everything is patriarchal and everything is about the men and it would never ever be uh, acceptable or something that people would tolerate for there to be, you know, women in power. Well, okay.
3: So let's let's, wait, let's hold that thought for a second. Okay. Let's hold that thought. So let's say, that there were about, let's say, 500 people all throughout the Northeast. They all came together once they started to get exposed, and they started to move west. And to your point, it did empower women, and they did create their own villages and cities with that mentality. How would that impact some of the new territories, territories in America? in everything the uh, 1700s.
1: Be everything. No,
3: seriously. I mean, really, you know, think about that for
1: a I mean, I'm, I'm entirely serious. I, I I think everything would be better because part of what everyone is fighting for is a natural sense of balance. And if 300 years ago we had started that process of finding male-female balance, I think that we would be in an infinitely better place right now.
2: I, I would say it would be better for some, but not all. Um, because you would still have um, these would probably be led by white women these communities and so you're having and white women have been traditionally very very much pillars of white supremacy and racism and so I don't think it still would have ended up better for the indigenous peoples of the United States and also would not Uh, necessarily been better for those who were, um, enslaved of African a hundred percent. So I think it would have been better for white ladies in the long run. Um, I think that white women would have had equality faster. Um, but I would not go so far as to say that everything would be better. I think that we would still have the challenges of, um, of, and it's possible that the white supremacy issues would have happened sooner Mm -hmm. with these communities moving out West. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And so I think that that would be um, something that we would, we would still be working through, but I think that white women would have had probably, probably would have had a white lady president by now at certain point.
1: Yeah. Part of, well, I think there's a universal truth, sadly, that power corrupts. So while, while you want a balance of power, I think, I, I don't honestly know if you can ever have the concept of someone having power without a level of corruption. I just don't know that that's, that's possible to, to a full extent. So I think it's true what you're saying that even if there was more of a male female balance, that it's not because it was still so, uh, you know, European white centric that that balance of power isn't going to, you know, flush over everyone. It It will still be primarily for European, you know, white people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, c- could socially things have changed for for again for white women one hundred percent? But women being in power doesn't mean that people don't get oppressed, exactly. right? Mm-mm. Women being True. in power doesn't erase racism. True, doesn't erase the genocide and theft of the, theft of indigenous land. or sorry, genocide to indigenous people and theft of their land. Like, I mean, could could the approach have been different? Could societies structure been slightly different sure i don't think it would have stopped any of the any of the injustices against indigenous people or those that were enslaved
2: i'm curious to hear what
0: um what philip had pug yeah i would like to know what pug said
3: well pug didn't mention that there is going to be a holy war that's going to happen in the 1700s because the puritans they didn't just allow those people to leave and go out west they followed them because to your point this is a different religion. They still think that they worship the devil, Satan, and that has to be stopped. So there is a quasi Holy War that's going to happen in North America starting in the 1700s, to be precise, 1712, and it's going to last until 1718.
0: I think that's a Because
3: good... of these two factions.
0: Wow. I think that's a really good point because I imagine... If they needed backup, they would have people just bringing in more people from Europe to help fight the devil. Correct. Religious hysteria. It's easy to get people on board when religious hysteria is involved.
3: Yeah, this is bigger than just land or skin color. This is about good and evil. In their eyes, not my eyes. In their eyes, per Pug. And a lot of people died. And that's really where Pug is saying that that just pushed the people even further west. Because they were dying. Tens of thousands of people were dying during this war. All because of religion. They just had a different belief system. That's all it really came down to.
2: So first, we re- we first the colonial America repeats the, um, the witch hunts of Europe. And then they repeat the Inquisition. Yep. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So then what happens?
3: The war does finally come to an end again. Thousands of people, they do die, and they do finally settle. This is where I was getting to, like, their own state. They finally do settle in the northwest of America. They find, like, a small territory, and they're not—
1: Can we have Oregon? Can I just ask for that? Can we have Oregon? (laughs) (laughs) I just want Oregon.
3: It was in in Montana, but we can adjust a little bit, you know, for this episode.
1: Montana's big. I'll take it.
3: (laughs) And that's where they settle at, where they just settle a little bit in the northeast northwest area of Montana, and that's where their community started to really grow. Um, also, once our nation is finally founded, and you do have the right to any religion that you want to, that played a key role in leaving these people alone.
1: When, yeah, when the United States finally decided to have secular government.
3: Correct. Later on in the seventeen hundreds.
1: So then, I'm
2: curious just to see would would these people far out in the in the northwest would they take part in the Revolutionary War or would they just be like screw you we don't want anything to do with this country would they even join the Union?
3: They do still join the Union, just like how Utah did. And there's a lot of similarities between those two states, Utah and Montana. Where, yes, they're still part of the union. They couldn't survive on their own. But witchcraft is the base of the state. Nice. If this is where you want to practice, that's where you go. And it's not just in America. People from all around the world, they start to migrate there. And it's not just because of witchcraft. It's also because of freedom of religion in the state.
2: So it sounds as though Montana becomes the most religiously diverse or becomes a more religiously, religiously diverse area of the United States,
3: for the most part. I mean, they don't want too many outsiders coming into play. But it's known for rich craft. But yes, you can practice anything you want there.
1: I like it.
2: <laughs> Kanani's in. She wants. To I'm go, in. To what do what, they call it, Witchlandia? Witchlandia. <laughs> <laughs> it's Witchlandia, the state of Witchlandia. I love it. I'm going to run for governor. Run for governor of Richlandia. Oh, you can be a senator. You can go to. Can oh, go I to, will. You'd be great. Senator, senator Soleil.
1: Free blizzards for life. <laughs> Good time. Tax
2: write off on your Dairy Queen yes! bills. <laughs> Just did my taxes. Sold. We should find a way for you to write off your Dairy Queen bills. We should. Business expenses, your food.
3: While you're here. Hey, you guys are making me hungry now. I know. <laughs>
2: Hillary, and Hillary's quiet is she's just stepped out to order us lunch because we're recording two episodes today, so we need to make sure we can
1: get some food in between. <laughs> I'm I'm honorary enough when I'm not hangry, so hangry is not a good look for me. So another curious question I have um, is:
2: um, Which landia actually a state during the Civil War, and does it join this the Union or the Confederacy, or does it abstain altogether?
3: It stays with the Union. It okay. still is a territory, though, during the Civil War. It doesn't become a full state until the Reconstruction period. Okay, but is, there are no slaves there.
2: Is this a place where um, enslaved people could could go west, and would they be would it be a safe place for them?
3: This is a free state.
2: Okay, yeah, but I'm just thinking. About, yeah, I'm just thinking about some of the the racism and oppression that even going north. We're, we're dealing with, would it be a place where, where um, people who had been enslaved could thrive?
3: Hmm, that's a good question. Pug did not mention anything about that. Okay. But they were able to go there. It was a free state. All
2: right. And so what leaves us, where, what is Witchlandia like today? Think of Utah. Okay. They have
3: their own rules there. They have their own rules there. A lot of like, outsiders that still believe in God and still think that there's just evil things happening there. They they stay away from the state almost like Hades in modern day where I don't know why Hades has like a a bad like term to it for some reason. People just think there's a whole lot of black magic happening on that island, which I don't think that's the case. It's just a very poor island to speak of.
2: And that's because of the religious differences because a a number of people that live in Haiti are Voodoo practitioners. Yeah. Yeah so and well that's um,
3: the state in america
2: and definitely in the 2016 election which landia went for clinton right (laughs) um true okay
3: (laughs) that is correct
2: (laughs) and what does the future of which landia look like
3: Hmm, we didn't go to the future we just went up until 2020 and as of right now Again, it's almost like the state of Utah. They have their own rules. You could practice any religion, but it's known for witchcraft. And people from all over the world, they do visit this place just to see what's happening there.
1: Damn it! I want that to be a real thing. I'm like, can that be our place? I know. Please? Can Damn. we just
0: can we just start that? The state Let's of just Witchlandia. Start it for the record. Why don't I'm you here, three
1: please don't do it? do run to Montana and 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 do this because I'm not so certain you're going to be welcomed into There's your. There's only like, fellow like four people living in Montana. That's true. You've got plenty of
2: room. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Lots of space. It's Alaska. Alaska's got like
3: Alaska's cool. too cold.
0: Alaska's cold. Alaska's cold. <laughs> so it's cold. Montana. Montana's super cold. Yeah.
1: Well, Courtney, you had a uh, a little activity, and you had come up with if the witch hunts happened today, how people could tell if how you could tell if somebody was a witch. How, okay, yeah. So during the witch hunts
2: of Europe, if somebody was suspected of being a witch, they would go under. If they didn't um, confess under torture, um, they would throw them in the lake, and if they floated, they were a witch. If they sank, they weren't. But then they were also very likely to drown because they didn't always run out and go get them right away. Um, also it was said that if you <laughs> so you poked stupid. someone and if they didn't have pain, if, then they were a witch or, um, if they had moles, um, I'd be screwed cause I have this giant mole here on my face. And then, um, also they said that, um, if you couldn't recite the Lord's prayer mm-hmm. that you were a witch, but normally that person had been starved and sleep deprived and <laughs> maybe wasn't even all that, that well-versed to begin with. Yeah. You know, may not have
1: even been literate. May not
2: have been literate. So they, so trying to recite the Lord's prayer when you're tired, you're hungry and you don't, you're and, just out of it and scared. Yeah. So you miss one word, then you're a witch, a witch. but um, it would be a little more challenging today. Um, but there are a few qualifications that if somebody were trying to figure out, if someone were a witch, here's how they would be able to tell. So you wish the accused, witch a happy Sam Hain, Son of a bitch. And see if they spontaneously combust into a fiery ball of rage and revenge. (laughs) You check their wine glasses for traces of mead. However, you also need to check their coffee cups, which are also likely to contain traces of mead. Their house smells like lavender sage in the smashing of patriarchy. (laughs) Asking their opinions of the true adventures of Sabrina will elicit some kind of foam mouthed fervent reaction, either positive or negative. Yeah. Never neutral on this show.
0: I've never seen it.
2: I know. Well, you're going to have to to watch it. I'm
0: like so excited to see her reaction. I have a feeling I already know what it's going to be, but I just cannot wait. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. I've seen it. So there's a fervent reaction as Hillary's (laughs) bouncing in her seat.
2: Um, okay. A witch will have a Michael stores rewards account. Yes. Um, They know which of the craft sisters they quote unquote are, AKA I'm a total Nancy or I'm more of a Rochelle. An additional witch test requires saying, watch out for the weirdos out there. And they automatically respond with, we are the weirdos, mister. They know the Bible better than their Christian relatives. They can throw verses back in the faces of these relatives at holidays when they're told they're going to hell. They also know which Bible verses are best for cursing and binding these Christian relatives, as well as the presidential candidate the relatives supported in 2016. (laughs) Their pets are their children, and they know their pet's sun sign. The same is true with their plants. A witch has tattoos, lots of them. A Spotify playlist, which has a far higher than average number of plays of evanescence. 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 And not
0: two Vs. Oh my God. You are also, killing me right now. Also, I hate evanescence. Okay. First of so. all, Amy Lee's my girlfriend, so stop. Okay. Sorry. I love okay. I hate, I hate Finally,
2: finally, the witch rarely leaves the house. But when they do, they're most likely wearing a corset, fairy wings, top hat, and false eyelashes, usually all at the same time. This is true for all genders of witches. So those are the tests that a modern day, a well, modern day witch hunter like, would use to determine if someone is like, a witch. I feel like these are legit. They also are found listening to that Witch Life podcast.
0: Woo! <laughs> Great, we're gonna get we're gonna get our listeners killed. What are you trying to say over here? Just
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're making us too easy to too easy to spot. Oh my god
0: evanescence Ugh.
1: she said it correctly see evanescence I can't
2: see you just said it right evanescence I did yes. you did it I like the band I just I never them. never hear their name said aloud they just show up my playlist I'm like oh nice add that <laughs> favorite that evanescence evanescence <laughs> <laughs> evanescence
0: every time I hear that band it's not that it's bad I just like so many people are like dude, will you sing that will you I'm just like
2: oh I just
0: like fall off a chair but you do
2: it for money I'm sure I don't know oh, yeah
0: <laughs> I've gotten picky in my old age. <laughs> I paid those dues a while ago. <laughs> I could be picky.
1: Well, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us, despite us. <laughs>
0: and I love sharing despite your Despite us. Despite
1: us
2: and sharing despite, your This
3: podcast. was fun. This was so fun. Thank you for letting me come on.
2: Aside from the violent holy war, I really, really wish we could live in Witchlandia. I, right? Right? I would Slow. like to
0: live in Witchlandia.
1: Do I think it. we're really depressed now all day that that's not a real thing. We we yeah. want we want a we want pugs reality.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you for letting me on your show. This was um, fun.
2: So tell people where you can where we can find you or find your show.
3: So we're on all of the major podcast services. Apple is the biggest one. Just look for at histories. Well, Just look for histories. What if. And you can head to our website, that's www.athistorieswhatif.com, and we are on all of the social medias. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Just look for At Histories what If.
2: Are there any specific episodes you're really excited about coming up on your show?
3: So later on today, I am recording a show that's going to deal with the aftermath of World War II, but we're going to say, what if women had the majority control of America after World War II? Pretty much, they never gave up their jobs.
0: Interesting. I'm really interested to listen to this. Rosa
2: the Riveter didn't go back into the kitchen. There you go. Of course, because that is also feminism—is to do what what calls to you, whether or not that is in the kitchen. Yeah. All yeah, right. but
3: we're doing one for, um, for for Women's um, for Women's Month that's happening in March. So that's going to be the first episode happening in March.
1: That's great. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great topic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really enjoyed having you on and, and enjoy your podcast. So thank you so much for coming and being a part of ours.
3: Thank you. I hope we chat again, okay?
1: All right. Thanks so much.
3: Uh-huh. Bye. And
1: for our listeners, if you have questions for us to answer on the show, uh, please email us at thatwitchlifepodcast at gmail.com. For resources and archived episodes, you can go to our website at thatwitchlife.com. If you like us, please rate and review us on Applecasts or whatever platform you listen to us on. It helps us to actually find out what platforms people are using yes. to listen to us, which is really helpful. And don't forget to check out our Etsy store to see all the goodies we have available. Follow us at that Witch life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in our Etsy store, the spell cards, cause a lot of people like to order more than one. And I get people who ask, you know, if I order more than one, how do I know? I won't get the same. We actually have, Uh, nine different spell cards. And so if you order anywhere from one to nine, you will get a different spell for all the different cards that you order.
0: Kanani packs those herself. So she'll make sure that you don't get the, the I will, I will
1: always make sure that someone does not get two of the same cards. Three were written by Courtney, three spells by myself, and three spells were written by Hillary. So you have a chance of one of nine spells. So thank you guys for joining us and have a wonderful rest of your week. Join us on the first and third Mondays of the month for magical tools, tips, and stories
0: about living as a witch in today's world. Find us at thatwitchlife.com for archived episodes or to ask your burning questions for us to answer in a future podcast. So vote it be!